Sissies Podcast. My name is Marcy Backus, and I am your host. With the holidays coming up, today's episode, we're going to talk about conversation ideas for visiting elderly and loved ones or when elderly and loved ones come to visit you. It's not always easy to have conversations like it was before. So let's talk about that today. Let's get started. it was a little unnerving to hear the holidays, but yes, they are coming. They're right around the corner. And today we're going to talk about ways to have those meaningful conversations with people that may be older. Well, last week I found out that I had a little bit of static on my episode and I want to apologize for that. This is a one woman show and uh, I'm doing my best as I'm learning to navigate the world of podcasts and to navigate editing them myself. So I apologize for that. And hopefully today's episode will be static free as we move forward and talk about all these great things. Last week, I was talking about going to the pumpkin patch and my husband reminded me after listening to the podcast that I forgot to tell you when we went to the pumpkin patch, we did get the senior discount and it saved us $6 on each ticket. So see, these discounts are important. And at first I didn't even ask, I just paid. And then Craig goes, well, do you have a senior discount? And the lady said, yes. And voila, we got our senior discount, saved ourselves 12 bucks. And in my car, that's probably what it costs for the hour and a half worth of gas. Probably didn't even cost that much for us. So always remember to ask for that discount because it is there. I'm excited as I'm preparing for leaving to California tomorrow. As today, it's 30 degrees in Chicago and 91 tomorrow in California. But I'm not going for the weather. I'm actually going because Kyle, my son, is turning 30 on Thursday. And I am very excited to go take him and his partner out to dinner. I think it's important, even though we've moved away, to remember these milestones and meet them with the kids when we can. And this happens to be a possibility. Also going to see friends and family, which is always exciting. I enjoy that. I miss my friends and my family immensely living here. Also, as you all know that know me, Disneyland is my happy place, and I will be visiting Disneyland while I'm there. Although I no longer have an annual pass, so I got a little bit of sticker shock when I had to buy my ticket. Things are just not as cheap as they used to be, nor everything. Everything is higher as we know it. Gas insurance. And I hope if you've just started listening to my podcast, you go back and listen to the first six episodes. Now this is episode seven. Um, There's a lot of tidbits, especially the first one, the Dead Marcy Notebook. I still have those available. If you'd like me to email you one, all you have to do is um, email me at agingfastone at gmail.com. That's agingfastone. 
one, the number one at gmail.com. And I'm happy to send you a word or PDF document of that for you to fill out uh, again to help your family and loved ones. The Swedish death claim. That's a good one. Um, how about all of you out there that listen to that one? How are you doing with your Swedish death clean? Have you started? Are you putting it off? For those of you that don't know, the Swedish death clean is basically that you are to start looking through your items and going through things prior to your death as a gift, basically, to your loved ones. And it is a wonderful gift. It is something that my children are going to be grateful for because we did that to move here. There's still things to go through, but not nearly what they would have had before we went through and cleaned everything out. I give you tips and tricks on ideas where to put things um, as far as like the veterans or uh, Goodwill is not my favorite. I'm going to tell you, I brought a lot of things to Goodwill and the Goodwill just threw emptied my boxes into a giant bin and you could hear all my glasses and dishes break. After that, I have steered clear as much as I can from the Goodwill. So keep that in mind. It's not good for the goodwill, but there are plenty of other organizations out there that would love to have your items. So if you haven't done that with the holidays coming up, get started on that Swedish death clean. I'm really enjoying doing the podcast. I hope you're really enjoying listening to it. I've come up with new items and new thoughts every week, and there's so much to cover in this subject. But if there's a subject that you want me to cover, again, email me at that agingfast1 at gmail.com. And I am happy, happy, happy to take your suggestions and make them come to life here on the podcast. Right now, the last place I'm waiting is Apple Podcasts. I did hear that I should be hearing from them shortly on my approval. And then you'll be able to get my podcast on Apple Podcasts, but I'm on every other platform that you could possibly find. You can also listen to my podcast directly from agingaintforsissiespodcast.com. It's the name of the show. Just add podcast on the end dot com. And you can listen to at least the last three episodes are on there. Um, Every week it adds the new episode. So let's get started. Let's talk about when you go to visit a senior. Is it awkward? Is it hard? I know my mother-in-law suffers from low vision. She's a little hard of hearing. It makes it hard to have those conversations. But, you know, I find when I have subjects and things to talk with her about, she enjoys talking about things. Remember, conversation is a meeting of minds with different memories and habits. When minds meet, they just don't exchange facts. They transform them. They reshape them, draw different implications from them, engage in new trains of thought. Conversation doesn't just reshuffle the cards, it creates new cards. And that's important for everyone. Conversation is constantly creating something new. And we know to stay sharp and keep our mind together. It's super important. Our loved ones that went through COVID um, really are at a disadvantage, our elderly loved ones. They really took a hard hit being isolated, kept away, conversations, visitations, all of that cut off. They really have suffered and they are seeing that. 
It's hard to overstate the profound impact that being social can have for seniors. Older adults, adults, excuse me, who maintain social relationships have a more positive outlook on life, experience better overall physical and mental health, and enjoy greater longevity. All of those things just by having conversation, just by being social. What's more, the act of reminiscing can have significant benefits for seniors Sharing stories and memories can give older adults the invaluable opportunity to remember. The bottom line is sharing memories, telling stories, and connecting on a personal level can make older adults feel healthier, happier, while also giving you incredible insights into your loved one's past. And it all takes to get started is a simple act of talking. Unfortunately, we know this is often more easily said than done. Trying to communicate with someone who's not hearing well, who is a little slower, who can't think quite as fast, can have its challenges. But today, what I'd like to give you are some ideas on things that you can talk to them about, conversation starters, what's important to them, things beyond the weather, and what may be on their TV at an astronomically loud volume. With the holidays in full swing, well, we're not quite in full swing, but we're almost in full swing, many people are going to be spending time with family and friends, as we talked about earlier. Going to be spending time with some of your senior loved ones. And in these environments, it can create anxious feelings because people are afraid. They don't know what to say. They have difficult relate, difficulty, difficulty. Gosh, I can't get that word out today. Relating. It's hard for young ones. It's hard for us. I don't find it that easy, but I go in with a positive attitude every time I see my mother-in-law. I greet her with positivity. First thing we're going to talk about, make a positive observation. A positive comment or observation can go a long way. This can help improve everyone's mood and may stick with your senior loved one for days. You can comment on their outfit, their mood, their decorations, the weather outside, but make a positive comment. Don't walk into their room and immediately say, oh, the TV's so loud. It's too hot in here. Why are you sitting like that? Sit up. What do you have on your shirt? I mean, who wants to be greeted like that? No one. No one. And if that's how you're greeting your loved one, I want you to think about that. There's a lot more. So find something positive to say. Your hair looks great today. You're looking clear today. Your eyes are bright today. Think of something positive to greet that loved one with. That can start your conversation. And trust me, it's going to start their time off with you a lot better than nagging and wondering why they're doing this or why they're not like that. Why isn't your bed made? Pick up your clothes. Why are there crumbs on the floor? Give them a break. Really. Just come in with a positive attitude and with a positive comment. It'll start things off just right. Ask open-ended questions. This is exactly, and I never, ever, ever 
want you to treat your loved one like a toddler. But some of the things that we do with toddlers are some of the things we do with our elderly. But you need to remember that an elderly person, no matter how they behave or how they are at or what their level is, they are not a toddler. They are a full grown adult with a full history. And I expect all of us to treat them that way, never to treat them like a child. But asking open-ended questions. Anytime you ask somebody a yes or no question, especially someone who's not a conversationalist, that's all you're going to get. But asking questions that don't have right or wrong answers, especially for somebody who's elderly who may not remember, can be a nice and stress-free way to start a discussion. For example, you can ask about your loved one's favorite food, their most memorable vacation, what their hobbies are, their favorite season, their favorite movies, what are their favorite TV shows, what makes them happy. Asking an open-ended question can help break the ice and start a conversation. Again, there's no right or wrong answers if you're asking somebody what their favorite movies are. One day when we were visiting my mother-in-law, I was asking her about Craig. My husband is her firstborn child. I asked her about memories about Craig, things about Craig, and she really enjoyed that conversation. Again, it was something she couldn't be right or wrong. They're her memories. It was all about her that day. So again, number one, make a positive observation. Number two, ask those open-ended questions. Number three, this is a great one. Read out loud. This is great, especially for someone who has low vision or eyesight is just not great. Read out loud. Reading to your senior friend or family member can spark new topics and ideas. You can pick a book or an article based on your loved one's interests, read a passage from it, and discuss each of your perspectives. For example, if they like or used to like to cook or share recipes or articles about cooking, Things like that, articles about cooking and things like that can be enjoyable for them. For many, reading spiritual passages can be comforting as a way to pass the time together as well. If your loved one loves a Bible, read from the Bible. Pick a book that you're going to read each time you come and read a chapter and talk about it. Engage them. Engage their brain. It is so important to keep your mind moving. And it doesn't hurt your mind either while you're doing all of this. Remember, what's good for them is good for us. Both of my parents are gone, have been for quite some time. So I haven't had to practice this for a while. And spending time with my mother-in-law is reminding me of all these things. And I'm trying to put into practice what I'm telling you. Ask for advice. It's natural for people to want to help each other and feel useful. Asking your loved one for advice at this time when they are feeling a lot of times useless and like nobody needs them anymore. What a gift. What a gift it is to ask them for advice. I don't know what kind of advice. It depends on your loved one. But think about that. Think about the advice that you may want to know from them and ask them for that. 
Help your young children that may be around the elderly feel comfortable. It's important for multi-generational families for children to become comfortable with the elderly. Elderly can talk differently when they have when they're hard of hearing or wearing a hearing aid and these kinds of things can scare children. But children are the most resilient and children are the most accepting. So if you help them and show them questions that they could ask, perhaps bringing a video camera out and asking their grandparents about their life so that they know this person when the person is gone. I think that's very important. I asked my parents a lot of questions before they passed away, but I'm going to tell you, not enough. It's on a daily basis I come up with things and I wonder about it. Number five on my list is look at past photographs and mementos. My sister Cindy did a great job making an album with memories from my dad. And I'll tell you, when people really start to lose their memory, they may their current memory usually takes the hit. Their long-term memory, a lot of times, is still working really well. And my dad could look at pictures and tell you what the car it was, who the people were in the photographs, and he loved looking at it because it made him feel good. It made him feel that he could contribute. The conversations flowed when we looked at that book. So you might take time and put together a memory book looking for older pictures from times gone by that gives your loved ones something to talk about. For a lot of people, these visits are not just during the holiday time, but during Every week, every week you're out visiting your elderly person. Visiting elderly loved ones in a senior care community can help to avoid loneliness, can strengthen bonds and create memories that last a lifetime. If you're anxious about visiting an elderly or loved one, I hope that these tips will help alleviate some of the stress and you're able to enjoy your visits. Talking about their childhood is another great thing. Asking questions about your loved one when they were young can give you a glimpse into their past and offer you a better understanding of your family's history. It's also an easy way to get many people to open up and start sharing, since childhood memories are often the most vivid and accessible, even decades later. Here are a few topics and conversations and starters for you to try. Where were you born? Can you describe the town or neighborhood you grew up in? What's the story behind your name? What was your first job? What's your earliest memory? Who were your best friends growing up? What were they like? Tell me about them. What was your childhood home like? Can you tell me about it? Do you remember what your room looked like? What color were the walls painted? Do you remember the color of your front door? Those are some great questions and conversation starters when you get them talking about themselves and their childhood. Talking about family and life events. You can start asking questions like, what do you remember most about your parents or grandparents? How did you meet dad? How did you meet mom? What first drew you together? How did you get engaged? Do you know that answer? I know my parents got engaged on Catalina Island. 
I do know that. How did you choose our names? What's something funny that one of us did when we were growing up? What's the most memorable vacation you ever took? What is the biggest purchase you ever made? That's a good one. For my parents, it was probably their first house that cost them $15,000 in Manhattan Beach. Some of the most expensive prime real estate today. Yee. So those are some great, great questions. Here's some other ideas. You can talk about their values and identity. You can get a great sense of how your senior loved one views themselves and sees the world without having to delve into the thorny topics like politics or religions. What happened on the best day of your life? Who in your family do you feel that you are most like? How are you similar or different? Did you take after your mom or your dad? Why? Do you have a favorite saying or expression? If you could have three wishes, what would they be? What's the highest compliment or praise you ever received? What is your most treasured possession? Those are some really great starters. Have your dreams or goals changed throughout your life? That's another good one. Talking about the present, whether you're stopping in for the holiday or just checking in on your weekly visit with your senior, here are a few easy, interesting questions that can lead to broader discussions about your loved one's daily habits and routines. What have you been enjoying doing lately? Who do you see most often? What's the best part of your typical day? Are there any fun events or activities that you're looking forward to? What things in life would you say are the most important to you now and why? What do you think has stayed the same about you throughout your life? What has changed the most? What was the last book or album or movie that you enjoyed? So many questions, so many things that you can talk to your senior about. No reason to feel awkward. They're the same person you've always known and loved. They're just older. And remember, we're going to all be there one day. So I hope these little conversation starters and this conversation will bring you some comfort as you go into the holiday season and you start seeing your senior loved ones. I hope this gives you the ability to have time with them, to enjoy them, and to remind them they're loved. Always remind them they're loved. Every time I leave my mother-in-law, I tell her we love her. I think it's important for her to hear. And I think it's important for me to say. Next up, the senior moment. Well, guess what? Hearing aids are now available over the counter. Yep, you heard me right. Or maybe you didn't hear me. I don't know. Hello? Can you hear me? Yes. Hearing aids are available over the counter. In August, the FDA 
finalized a rule making hearing aids available over the counter. For individuals with mild to moderate hearing loss, according to the Hearing Loss Association of America, mild to moderate hearing loss could include people who have difficulty hearing in groups, on the phone, who need to turn the TV up louder than others, Craig, or whose friends and family say they often ask people to repeat themselves and regularly don't understand speech. Patients are no longer required to undergo a medical exam, obtain a prescription, or be fitted for a device by an audiologist over-the-counter to adults ages 18 and over. To ensure the safety of devices, FDA has set a specific volume limit as well as performance and design requirements. So obviously, they're not going to be exactly like the same thing, but this is a great thing. Um, Over-the-counter hearing aids are slated to be significantly less expensive than the prescription hearing aids. The White House estimates patients could see almost a $3,000 savings when purchasing over-the-counter hearing aids. A pair of prescription devices typically sells between $2,000 and $8,000. That's insane. Walgreens has said it intends to sell its Lexi Lumen hearing aids for $799. Walmart and Sam Club say they'll have hearing aids starting at $199, and Best Buy will offer almost 20 different hearing aids starting at $200. This is huge. The ability to purchase over-the-counter hearing aids at such a, I mean, for $200, for somebody that really needs them, even if it's a stretch, at least it gives somebody an option. Again, this is not for people with severe hearing loss. This is for those folks that uh, talk a little loud, can't hear the TV, that type of thing, have trouble hearing in groups or on a phone. The one thing that I want to caution you about is I would make sure that whatever retailer you decide to get your hearing aids from, that they have a generous return policy, because I think this is going to be a trial and error thing. Some are going to be good for you and some aren't. So again, remember when you're looking for them and you are purchasing them over the counter, that you're asking clearly about the return policy, because uh, again, I think that's going to be important. So again... If you need to speak to me, you have a topic you want to talk about, agingfast1 at gmail.com. Feel free to email me. Also, if you want to look at my episodes and the resources and things that I have on my website, that's agingatforsissiespodcast.com. agingatforsissiespodcast.com. So that's all I have for you this week. I want to remember remind you that aging ain't for sissies. Talk to you in a week.